0: Benfica podcast is one of the founding partners or founding projects of Benfica independent. Uh, Benfica is a site where you could find tons and tons of content. Our podcast included Brinco do Batista, Benfica FM, along with uh, uh, audio, uh, recaps uh, of games, a lot of podcasts about modalidades. If that's your thing and you want to keep up uh, with the modalidades, but you really don't have the time uh, on your schedule to watch the modalidades on BTV, you can now catch the recaps and also modalidades talk on Benfica Independent, along with a lot of uh, uh, opinion articles. Uh, all independent, everyone with their own opinion. There's no agenda between uh, Befika podcast, uh, the only thing is that we just want what's best uh, for the club. Uh, Benfica Independent is also on Patreon with two levels of support, one at two and one at five. Uh, and I believe the five gets you some uh, free swag. So uh, if you like the content and if you like what's produced on there, uh, please do support us uh, by going to uh, patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent.
1: Ser Benfica é uma crença. É uma religião muito grande. A adesão a um culto. É crente uma... uma... que é moral, que é um crente, que é mental, que é o caráter das Calma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão, é uma explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser Benfica. Mas, de facto, uma paixão. E as paixões
0: são assim, vivem-se assim intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Doll Figa podcast. Episode number 418 is what we're up to. My name is Alfredo Fumaces. With me as always, Cristiano. Cristiano. As always. Paz- I mean, with you as
2: always should be my Prime Dave over there in the Great White North. I mean, I'm just I'm I'm back out of international break. Paz- positive Cristiano
0: back. or negative Cristiano?
2: I haven't decided yet. <laughs> But right now, I'm going to be positive. I'm glad to be back here with you guys. I, I miss you guys tremendously. This was, it had to be the longest ever international break, at least on my behalf. But I'm ecstatic to be back with you guys. I miss my, my primo Dave over there in, in Canada. Hope you're doing well. I miss you, Alfredo, sometimes. I mean, you're, you're the only guy I know that manages to call me dumb, burro, stupid, all in one, answer, like one sentence without directly calling me those things. But uh I still miss you. So I'm happy to be back here on the podcast.
0: I'm just trying to improve your skill set. Benfica,
2: all. my man Timo. My get And by the way, Benfica independent for those of you that uh love all things Benfica. You've been check it you've out. been
0: uh you've been shouting that out uh, all day today. I like it. <sighs> it's the it's least nice. I,
2: it's the least I could do for a tremendous website that gives you everything about Benfica.
0: <laughs> With us tonight uh, that gives us everything about Benfica, numbers included. Dave the Oliveira, what's happening, Dave?
1: Good to be back, Alfredo. Good to have the uh, the greatest of goats the back on the podcast. You did, might call him did. a buru, I'll call him a goat, another farm animal, but uh, yeah, <laughs> good to have Cristiano I, back, I, back uh, I, tonight. I,
2: I thank you for the kind words, but those words are reserved for the one and only Delta <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, on
0: the, tonight's podcast, we will be breaking down the Santa Clara game. We'll also, today's game against uh, Dinam Kiev, and we'll be looking ahead to Bovista. Straight and simple, right? Everything that we usually uh, bring to the table. Um, obviously, not... Um, not the start of the champions league that we wanted to but we'll get into that in a little bit. Let's get into the Santa Clara game. Benfica traveled to Punta Delgada to play uh, Santa Clara this past uh, Saturday and uh, a tale of two halves, but let's let's start at the beginning. Uh Benfica lined up with Vlacodimus in goal, Veríssimo, Vertonghen and Murato were the back three. Um then Gonçalves and Grimaldo on the wing backs, Veigal and João Mário in the middle, Everton, Darwin and Pinho. Uh, were um, was the were the the rest of the 11? Um, Dave, I guess I, I could start with you. Uh, since Cristiano decided to take a pee break, um, surprised that all that we saw Pino, we hadn't seen Pino in a while. Uh, surprised that all you saw Pino in Santa Clara. Did you uh, did you think that this was just a case of saving legs for the Champions League?
1: I, I was surprised, uh, seeing Pino there, especially coming, uh. Back from international break, I would have uh was not expecting to uh see him in the starting uh 11. Uh, would have liked to uh get the guys back uh in some game shape, like I said, coming back from uh, a lengthy international break. Uh, but ultimately wasn't uh too disappointed in uh Pinyu. He gets on the score sheet uh, for us, which uh, can't say a, a, a lot of our strikers have been doing that so far this uh, early in the season. So uh, you got to give uh, some credit to Pinho. But yes, most definitely was a uh, shock to see him in the uh, starting 11.
0: Yeah, and talking about uh, rotating players, but I do understand that there's not uh, many other options out there. But Verissim, who had just flown for a total of 40 hours during international break, whatever it was, Brazil to Lisbon, Lisbon to the Azores, Islands, ended up getting the start. Instead of Otamendi. Uh, Cristina, do you think it was because uh, Verissimo had one had one less game than Otamendi? Well, Otamendi didn't have a game. They, they both had the same number of games because Brazil ended up not playing Argentina because of that <laughs> whole fiasco. If
1: anything, Verissimo had to play that scrimmage game too. So he's got more minutes under, under his belt there than
2: Otamendi.
0: That's true, but it, it makes sense. It I makes think sense. it was
2: one of those situations. JJ looked at the you know, the birth certificate <laughs> and opted for the youngster, for the younger option. A guy who had just arrived a few hours earlier uh in, in the Azores. yeah. It was, luckily it was raining, but it was, this time they got their I don't know.
0: It, it, I, I know we have <laughs> team, I know we have uh we have Timo yeah. in, in the comments, he's in the chat, but Man, what it in terms of uh climate changes in, in during that game, there was sun, there was rain, it was it, it, it was, was the gods <laughs> messing with the whole
2: were the, the whole like, gamut. Here's the rain, now here's the sun, <laughs> uh, here's the rain some more, and look, we're gonna give it a little bit more sun. And it was just I think it was pleasing both sides. There yeah. was a lot of people, I don't wanna say no names, there's a lot of people that were anxiously awaiting. To see what the condition of their new drainage system.
0: Right? I'm,
2: just, I'm just saying, and I think I think the gods gave you a little bit of both. They gave and it showed that it worked fine this time around. Like, okay, like ah, it's working, let's bring out the sun again. So I think uh it was a little bit of both. I'm I'm glad that things worked out. Um glad to have seen ping get the start over there in the source. Um, like Dave, I, I was surprised as well because you just, you get very confusing messages from JJ. <laughs> one day it's Gonzalo Ramos. He's the key guy to go to. And Then the next day it's Yaramchuk. And then all of a sudden it's Sferovic. And then it's Darwin's turn. And then it's back to, and it's just, I guess, you know, what's that? What's that game that the kids play with the chairs? <laughs> musical, musical chairs. chairs. I, that one. I never played that. I was, I was never allowed to participate in anything because I was, a, I was a little SOB when I was a little kid, but, uh, yeah, I, I never got to play those games, but I think he's playing those musical chairs, um, little video game with the uh, you know, you know, a spinbuck song in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and this time, look, uh, maybe Gonzalo Ramos didn't find the seat enough, and quick enough, and uh, Pino grabbed it. And, yeah, uh, I think that's what.
1: That's
2: no, I had
0: actually the game that we played before we went on our international break, where Pino played, and, and he did pretty well in terms of holding the ball as being the one guy. Um, holding the ball and then waiting for, for the midfielders to come in to do combinations. I thought he done pretty well uh, that game. Uh, he got the start on this one. And really, it, somewhat of a challenging half for Benfica against Santa Clara. Santa Clara playing with a lower block at times, at other times, pre- pressing Benfica high. Um, and when Benfica doesn't put pace in the game in that final third, it's very hard to... break down a lot of these teams that just uh sit back um and try to i don't know and try to cover as much space between lines as possible
2: it it seemed like for quite a bit in that first half like we were the ones playing with the low block because we couldn't create a damn thing and and santa Clara was doing what they what they wanted with us um i just thought it was it was it was i i mean I might supposed to be positive here like like
0: i asked you which <laughs> w- which cristiano was in here today the nah, positive or the negative try
2: to put it nicely i i, I thought it wasn't a, a a good half a football for the agias no in, in the source. i thought um we were lucky to go into the half with the one nothing uh lead. yeah and look credit to pino he's the only guy yeah <laughs> he, he both shots on I, I don't really want i don't really consider that first shot on goal i don't consider that a shot it's you know you he shanked it. But nonetheless, I guess it went in the goal's direction. So therefore, it was a shot on goal. And then I think he pulled that one out of his, you know, like like they say, pull the rabbit out of a hat. Um, and credit to him. He finished it. And Benfica took that lead. But I think we were lucky to go into the half with, with the 1-0 uh, lead because I thought Santa Clara yeah. as you said, at times they played with the low block, but it seemed like they had Benfica on the ropes in that whole first half. So yeah. credit to them. Um, they figured it out, you know, a way to, to, to stifle Benfica. But you know, sometimes football isn't fair. Sometimes, you know, ball doesn't yeah. exactly roll your way. And, and, and Benfica this time, the ball rolled their way.
0: Yeah. And, and look, it was two shots and one of them was a goal. Uh, and, and the same thing with uh, with the second half. The second half, JJ operated some changes. He brought in um, João Mário, brought in uh, Rafa, um, and he brought in... Uh, no, I'm sorry. He brought in Rafa for Pino, and that seemed to make the whole lot of difference because As Benfica needed that speed into the final third and that guy to just take guys on, um, you know, just one v ones, which was what Benfica needed. Rafa really brought that. Um, I don't know if if the decision because usually, okay, well, the guy just scored. Pino had just scored. Um, the decision from a coach is usually typically is not. Take the guy that just scored because obviously that could be a blow to his confidence, right? But understanding that what the game needed and also that Darwin, even though Darwin likes to explore those spaces outside between the center back and the fullback, is not a guy that should play or start from the wing, I don't think. So it makes sense that he brought in Darwin into the middle and he dropped Pino to the bench to bring Rafa, which is a guy with more speed to the wings. I don't know. I mean, That's I, the logic I, I find in
2: it. There, there's a, a whole lot there to to, to talk about. And I'll let Dave jump in first, but I you know, I want to hear his thoughts. But there's just a lot to unpack there, and I, I have a lot to say. So, Dave, I mean, you've been carrying this podcast over the last few weeks while I was on <laughs> an international break. And so... You know I,
1: well I, while you were reworking your contract on the international brick yes I was uh, I was taking over and I was uh, I was ready ready to just sit back and uh, relax and not uh, talk here at Cristiano this week but uh, no I, I wanted to just bring it back a little bit in that first half. what did you guys think about the Vlacodemos challenge and the yellow card? Should it have been more of a, a red? Um, Dave, well, I
0: know you've been carrying the podcast, but you don't even we don't need to get ahead of ourselves. That's later down uh, down the line on when we talk about when we wrap up this game.
2: He's taking the tip from my book. That's <laughs> well, normally
0: what go. I do. I
1: That's the, if you're going to the first, if we're recapping no, the but, first half, and you're absolutely the right. half here, but
0: in my mind, I had saved a couple a couple of things, a couple of plays that I saw that uh, we were we were benefited from. Um, so I guess we, we could start, right? Because wait, wait,
2: but I I I let Dave talk, but I wanted to get back to that because like I said before, there get was a to lot what? to unpack. So what your statements talked about the oh, substitutions, okay. it talked about Darwin, and but I wanted to get here, you know, I wanted to hear Dave's thoughts before
1: yeah, I went. Dave off just on went on a a,
0: on a tangent on uh, Vlachosimo's play.
1: That's good. He's taking after me. I like it. He's learning. Very go. P- good. Taking job, Dave. some pointers from uh, from Chris there. Yeah, but uh, before we get into the second half, second half was day and night. But yeah, that, uh, b- before we wrap up the first half, I I think that. Uh, that that was a really clumsy ch- uh, challenge there by Vlakone. we I felt that we were really lucky not to uh, to be down a, a man after after that challenge.
2: Well, I look, I I, I I don't know. I I I have to be honest here. You guys know I come on a podcast and I ch- I try to be as honest as I possibly can, regardless if it's in favor of Benfica or against Benfica. And in this, in, in this instance, I didn't quite and I guess this is a Portuguese football thing, right? Because they don't have different angles, but based on <laughs> the, based on the, on the, replays, that they show I've you seen, at least, at least that they show you exactly. Um, I, Look, Vlaco clearly gets a piece of the ball. Yeah. In the meantime, in the meantime, he makes contact with the opposition. Yeah. Right now. Was it intentional? I know. And just, again, this is my, the way I, my but getting the ball
0: it, first kind of, I
2: thought he clearly got the ball first and, in the meantime, he he obviously made contact with the play. I don't think it was intentional. I don't think it was one of those, "Oops, I got the ball," but it was enough, and the guy's off on goal. Let me make contact, with or let me foul. I don't think I don't think there was any intention behind it. So therefore, I'm hundred percent okay with the yellow. Yeah. And you guys know, <laughs> anyone's been listening to the podcast here for a little while knows that I'm no big fan of Vlachodimos, and so if anything, I'm looking for an excuse. Right to get him out, and but I have to call a speed of speed because a red card would have favored me, right? It's so obviously getting him out. But no, I I honestly think he made contact with the ball first, and then there was obviously contact
0: with yeah.
2: the player. So therefore, I'm okay with the yellow card because how many tackles do you see in the middle of the park, in the middle of the field, where a guy clearly gets the ball first and then just you know proceeds to 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 run a dude over, right? Or knock a guy out of a game. But the play, the initial. Decision by the referee is always: did he get ball first or not? Was it reckless? It wasn't. He got ball first, and I think in this instance, I don't think Vlachodimos was reckless at any point. So to me, I'm hundred percent. This okay is more clumsy than anything, but that's careless. Him. But we all know when he's coming out of the box that this is what you get with him. He's clumsy. So you take all the good with Vlachodimos, but you have to take the bad, and this is part of it. You've seen it in 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 the Tasa Portugal, uh, Portugal, right? Tasa Portugal final, where um. Hel- uh, Helton got the red card and then he came in and he gave up the P- P2 as well coming out of the goal. It's just, this is not his forte. So we know this is the part of the game that he struggles yeah. with, but I'm, I'm totally okay with the yellow card. Now we like to, not we, but a lot of people like to go on social media, come on podcasts and, 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 and crap on all over JJ every chance they can, every chance they get. And you know, credit to you, you're entitled to, but I think also when things go well, we need to tip our caps as well. And I think in this situation, he took out Rodrigo Pino, who scored, as you mentioned before, the only goal of the game so far. The only guy that really was, not that he did much, but he was at least trying something up top, right? And credit to him. He realized that this game needed Rafa's speed. Rafa came into the game, absolutely turned this game upside down in Befica's favor. Smart on him to put Darwin up top and have the guy and the, just that, let Darwin play with his back to the goal and be free and kind of play in the middle of the park and have different options to to, to to offer different runs. So I think in a lot of situations where we can criticize J.J., I think in this one situation, he read the game perfectly, and I think that those substitutions, those changes, absolutely changed this game upside down. And think after that was just a roller coaster. I mean, not a roller coaster, a bulldozer, and they just demolished everything in, the, in their path. As far as Darwin, you said... It doesn't make sense to start him on the wing. I think once you have a healthy sferovic and you have a Yaramchenko who's proved time and time again that when he gets to service, at least when he gets the service in the back, the guy is a clinical finisher. There isn't room for Darwin up top. He's going to have to play off of a wing coming in. And he showed in, 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 in a lot of his games, and you see last year throughout the Europa League, it's when he's coming in and attacking and coming in. The, carrying the ball up the pitch, lifting his head up, and beating guys physically with his speed, I think those are some of his strong suits. And so, I, again, I think we talked about this, Alfred. If you rewind this to one of our first podcasts of this season, and we, I, I think I mentioned that. I see him play. I actually said on the right side because I didn't think Everton was going to get subbed out at the time. I just thought spent too much money, He's just like him. Doran's going to have to play. Everton's going to have to play. But look, to, to, to our surprise, he, he, he did it on the left side. But I think with everyone healthy, somebody's going to have to play out of position. It's not going to be Yarmchenko. No. It's sure as hell not going to be Svetovic. Yeah. And so the one that gives you the most flexibility in terms of being able to attack, being able to make his runs, use that physicality, pick up his head, set players up, it's, 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 it's Darwin.
0: It's Darwin. Or if you want to talk about mobility, you could you could throw Gonzalo Hamis in there also. But Darwin with the physicality, I I, I completely agree. Um, yeah, so so that play for me, yeah, when he touches the ball, yes, it, like like Timo said, clumsy and and stu- stupid. I, I don't think it's reckless. I think it, I just thought it was it was just awkward the way it came out. But as Christina mentioned. He gets he gets nervous when he has to come out of the box, um, but the other play that I wanted to talk about was the uh, high foot the high foot by uh, Diogo Gonçalves inside the box. That play gets called a hundred percent of the time outside the box.
2: Was it was there contact?
0: It doesn't matter.
2: No, I'm at no well. well.
0: It doesn't matter if it's a high foot. It doesn't need it, there. There's need to be pain, contact. Pain reached,
2: right? Whatever it's called. Well. So is, dangerous play. So let me ask you a question: In the box, you're a referee. You should know this, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I don't know. That's why I say you should know. Um, if that play is called in the box, is that a penalty or an indirect free kick?
0: I've thought about this, and I don't know the rule I don't for think sure. It's a penalty. I I don't know the rule for sh- for sure because I think that the any foul in the box, with the exception of a. See, I'm not, I don't know for sure. I, I would have to look it up.
2: It's a dangerous play. It's a dangerous does, play,
0: and usually it's an indirect, it's indirect, indirect free It's not a penalty. Egg. Um, but I don't know how that would apply in the box if that if that could even be
2: in look, there. Timo's on. He's he's actually in the chat saying indirect. To me, it's not a penalty. I always thought. Yeah, it, it could have been, been an indi- indirect. Yeah,
0: a hundred percent. So and indirect. I think that foul gets gets called. Um, a hundred percent of the time outside the box.
2: And then in that instance. JJ pulls the Jose Mourinho tactics, and parks the bus. Basically, puts everybody in the yeah. goal, and therefore, uh, yeah. But I, I,
0: I actually thought that that was one of the the calls that we benefited the the, the And there's a lot of people thinking that we were benefited from the Vlachoudimos goal. To me, uh, play to me when he touches the ball, that's a saving grace.
2: Yeah, he that's a saving grace. If ball, he doesn't make
0: contact with the ball, it's a straight away. red. I agree. No, there's no, no no question about it. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I mean Benfica super super duper effective uh in the second half with uh, uh you know, I wrote down here how many shots they had. 8 shots, the whole game, 5 goals. I mean, so it's almost like you, when you're at the festa uh shooting and throwing those darts or those balloons and you get the prize and Benfica got the prize for sure and uh and Ponte delgado Dave. Um, what did you think of the second half? Was it something like, man, I wish I would have just started watching the second half?
2: Yeah, no kidding.
1: Uh, definitely a, a, a night and day. This is old, somewhat of our old Benfica that we're used to uh, to seeing where we have a good first half and then a, a not so good second half. And this was the, uh, the opposite. Uh, but it, it turned out uh, in our favor and... Uh, yeah, once the first goal uh, came in the second half, they just came uh, rolling down uh, through, I think it was like four goals within the first uh, 20 minutes of that uh, second half. But uh, yeah, the, uh, the stats on the shots there, uh, uh, we had eight. Uh, but five were on target, and all five that were on target ended up being stole my uh, on goal. Uh, there you go. So that's what
2: I was gonna say. They were efficient this one time. Not many times <laughs> we could sit here on the podcast and say Benfica was efficient this one time. All five shots on target. Hey, they got in the back of the net. And I mean, in, in the game that Benfica, in my honest opinion, Benfica was fortunate to go into the half being up one nil. I mean, if anything, let's be honest. If if if, if you know the, if the gods were fair in this game. Santa Clara probably deserved to be the one team going up one nil into the into the half, and Benfica was fortunate enough to come out of the, you know to go into the half with the one nothing uh, lead, and then all of a sudden in the second half it was just everything that they put on goal was a goal, and fantastic job on them. I mean Rafa, as I yeah. mentioned before, absolutely changed the game. And the one thing about Rafa, guys, we talk about this every single year since he's joined the club. In the beginning of the season, this guy is fantastic. He lights up. He still can't finish. His final decision is terrible, but he, because of his speed, he does and creates so many opportunities that even the ones that he shanks is like, bro, you're gonna get one right sooner or later, and he does. And he's just ultra efficient. He's he's just a fantastic player. If he's able to carry this through the full eight nine months, I mean, we got player of the season on and player of the league on our hands, but it's just. Um, You know, and again, we'll get (laughs) we're gonna get to that point when he drops him and PZ. they disappear. But um,
0: it's tough for him because a a lot of what Rafa does is uh, based on speed, is based on explosion, Um, and you, it's it's really hard for a player like that to keep having the same level of explosiveness throughout the season because uh, you you tire out, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, But yeah, I mean. Rafa is <laughs> right now is, the, is our most dangerous player for sure. Um but yeah, tremendous uh, second half uh by Benfica and, and certainly a, a very important three points um in Ponte de especially with the with the Classic being played in the continent um an hour later or whatever it was. Oof. Uh you know, it was it was it was great. It was great to have those three points in five consecutive um five consecutive um Wins in the season to Dave, start
2: off the season, they've been hitting on all centers.
0: Dave, um, numbers on this game, brother.
1: Yeah, just uh, following uh, your Rafa comment, uh, he's uh, our top goal scorer so far with his fourth goal of the season. That's his 50th overall in his uh Benfica career. Um, Darwin back on the score sheet, Cristiano's favorite, uh, since first goal since April 22nd. And uh, the uh, shot, Santa Clara ended up out shooting us 11 to eight, but uh, to uh, Cristiano's efficiency point, all five of our goals, all, all five of our shots on targets ended up uh, as goals. So. Serious
2: question here. Alfredo. Did you shed a tear when he scored two goals?
0: No, because I said um, a couple serious. podcasts ago that I was, I was done with, with Darwin that uh, my patience for Darwin had, um, had expired. So, Whatever I could get from him going forward, I'll, I'll grab. Uh, and after that, I, I, I just think that he's had a, is enough chances. And, and really, I think the club has given him every condition possible. And I think it's really up to him to turn it around. So, I mean, there's nothing that we could do as fans to turn it around. It's It's the click inside his head that's got to turn it around. If, in fact, he does have it. Uh, because some of the things that we've we've all seen—the clumsiness with the ball, um, the the hesitation in whether I take a shot, whether I pass—and ends up passing or sometimes ends up That's losing the ball—it's it's all That's in it. your head.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so we can't do anything about it. He has to do it. But look, I, I'll tell you this much: he was—you can say what you want—he was lucky especially in that second goal would it take uh, eight eight deflections on the way to goal day um but that could be crucial because as you guys know strikers is all about confidence and maybe these two goals spark the guy into you know uh, uh you know consistency another level as you mentioned before maybe it knocks out those hesitations out of his head and now the guy is able to uh yeah to maybe. perform at a higher level, maybe starts putting a, putting away a lot of those chances as opposed to being insured and looking for the easy pass. And it, it was rough at the beginning of the game. It was rough. The guy could not get his balances. Like, every time he was attacking, you know, making runs, he's on his own, falling over to the side and jumping yeah. over his own feet. But, again, this could really play with his mental aspect. And so, as a I mean, Fikista, I love to see it.
0: And here's the other thing. How do we know now, right, with with the arrival of Yaramchuk – that some of that pressure didn't get taken away from, from Darwin, from being the one guy, right? Uh, because the price that – the money that we spent on him and how he came, he was the guy, right? I didn't forget the uh, for <laughs> Seferovic was always like a second-place guy, but, think but he eventually ended up being the one guy, right? Because Darwin wasn't producing. There were some injuries. But now with yaramchuk coming in and, and – Yarmchuk is not coming in by by nearly any uh of the same figure that uh, Darwin came in.
2: I wasn't too far 17 now to every, 25. I mean it's close.
0: But but now everybody's expecting Yarmchuk to be the guy. So maybe the fact that that pressure is now shifted or that attention is now shifted to Yarmchuk, maybe that's that's something that will click in his head. I don't know.
2: You know, you mentioned the price tags being different but it, it, unless my memory is failing me, you have Darwin, most expensive player in the league history. Second, at least at Benfica is—I'm uh, not sure if he's second in the league, but he might be. Which is Everton. As far as Benfica goes, I think Darwin at 17 and a half. Not Darwin. I'm sorry, uh, Yaremchuk yeah, at 17 and a half. I th- unless I'm missing somebody. I don't recall. He's the third I don't most recall. Most expensive player
1: in the team's history.
0: I don't recall what we paid for him.
2: It was
1: 17 yeah. and a half. We did for like seventy-five percent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But I, I, for some reason, I'm thinking um, our price tag on Jimenez was uh, was up there. Too. Oh yeah, it was like twenty-three
2: after. Yeah. Exactly, Jimenez with after. But those deals with freaking don't forget,
0: man. don't forget Pizzi also. Eighteen Pizzi was
2: like was it eighteen or sixteen? <laughs> I thought Pizzi turned out to be like sixteen. But the thing again, <laughs> it's another guy. To 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 piggyback on the point I was making about Jimenez. Any of these deals that we feel, not any, but every deal that we made with Atlético Madrid came with an asterisk. Like, what the hell's going on? So that whole thing with Jimenez, you never know. But I guess you're right, Dave. It came out to, like, 23. You're right. Uh, So that might put him ahead of Everton. Everton's, like, 22, right? I mean,
0: yeah. Knowing what we know and prices being inflated and us paying too much money for players and understanding where that excess money or those commissions were going, nothing surprises me anymore, really. Uh, even though the Yarmchuk deal is done post uh, hey, Luis the
2: If he scores goals, that the same thing with Darwin. If these guys come in and score goals, all of a sudden, you forget about the price tag. You just think about the player. And uh, unfortunately for Darwin, uh, he couldn't deal with the pressure. You Darwin, know, Yarmchuk, uh, <laughs> I keep calling him Darwin. Yarmchuk so far, I mean, I know he's only got two goals. But at least the guy looks like when he's in the box, Novai Purdue, he ain't gonna you know, he's gonna take that opportunity, and he's gonna bury it. So looks like a clinical finisher. So I can't wait until Benfica starts actually creating chances uh for a guy like Yarmchuk and then Sferovik when he gets healthy. I mean it's Benfica's got weapons all over the place.
1: But the, I think the problem with uh with Seferovic is that Benfica is not gonna let a uh, Darwin with his price tag sit on the bench, right? He's always gonna get that opportunity over in instead of uh Seferovic uh just based on his price tag alone. Benfica can't afford to keep uh, a Darwin on the bench. Yeah, yeah don't tell
2: uh, JJ that though. Uh, <laughs> well I,
0: you know there there is a big investment, right? Uh obviously they want to capitalize on him, but uh you know but you know, uh, talking about shedding a tear, you know what I shed a tear on? Um, Cristiano. This week there was there was a lot of people in, in marking the moment by posting on Twitter the seventh oh, anniversary man. of us signing Jonas. Now you want to talk about shedding tears, man? Wow, man!
2: Afraid was that was that the, the pod I did <laughs> w- with the vest? No, sure, because I remember one of those podcasts I did it with a vest, and I remember going goo gaga over Jonas. <laughs> And you're right, it, it left, it left, you know, it seemed as if there was like some onions being cut around me. Every time I think about that guy, he was just, for those that don't give the dude his due credit, it's just, it, it's sad because he's a phenomenal player. He's for sure a Benfica legend. He is a guy oh, yeah. that changed the history of the club. All right presidents coaches teammates there's guys that are on the benfica hall in the benfica hall of fame as a grupinho of only select few that have won four in a row and that guy those those players have a, Alme- have a lot <laughs> no no those <laughs> players have a lot to think.
0: they're in the same sphere
2: <laughs> they,
0: have Alme-
2: they have a lot to think Pistolas because he was just a phenomenal phenomenal player not only was he a a fantastic finisher, but he was a guy that also could get other guys around him involved. He could create the defense. The opposition concentrated so much on him that it gave everybody else room and space around him. He just he, he, in my eyes, and I've said this many, many times, three best players I've ever seen have been Fika Simon Sabrosa, also Pinto and Jonas. Yeah. I put them whatever order you want, but those are my top three. I mean, I think that those guys what they did for the club uh, is just, was just fantastic.
0: Oresta uh, short no sorry, I probably butchered that. Short no mais. Short no mais. Nunes, Shornomais. <laughs> Shornomais. Uh, Nunes uh, twenty-five mil. Everton, twenty-two mil. Jimenez, twenty-one point eight. Uh, the Tomás, twenty. Forgot about the Tomás, twenty point eight. Christ. Weigl, 2. point F- twenty point four. Tomás don't
2: count. The guy was over <laughs> for a weekend.
0: Vinicius, seventeen point five. Pedrinho, seventeen mil after the negotiation. And Yaramchuk, seventeen mil for. As we mentioned, seventy five percent.
2: Wasn't but sixteen. It was eighteen initially, and then Viera no, was twenty. It was twenty initially, and then oh, the COVID oh. hit, and then they brought it down. Yeah, we got yeah. the COVID discount. That's the one, you guys, guys. That's the one time Vieta did something good for the club. <laughs> we get He's like, no, an he He's like, nope, lotisti and look, it worked. <laughs> it worked for like eight months or whatever. Then it, then it was shipped out. But uh, yeah, I mean, dude, yeah. I forgot or rest. Grati, Grati. That's dude, we forgot about so many of these bums. Here I am. I'm putting Yarmchuk Chuk third, and are like eight guys ahead of him. Forgot about yeah. Vigo. De Tomas. <laughs> that dude came over for espresso in Lisbon. That don't count. Dude, let's let, let's out of
0: that list that's up on the screen right now, how many of those guys can you say they were hits? Ever ever <laughs> had a said. lasting impression?
2: Vinicius. And I'll tell you why.
0: Well, he took the goal scorer title for one, so for that, one that, year. That,
2: that for one year it
0: worked. Everton. I mean, v- so far, is, short, very short. Uh, Vig- yeah, I think I think Vigel is is, is proving his worth for sure. Yeah, but uh, Everton is is but he's Vigel, not even worth on. five a million right but now. But hold on, if Vigel was five to million. leave
2: today, would you say it was a success? No, I he know hasn't played. He,
0: no, it had enough.
2: You wouldn't say it was a success.
0: Yeah, Timo says Weigel and Vinicius.
2: No, Vinicius because of that one year, you won the Pichichi. So he yeah, to for sure, he, 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 his name is etched
0: in the club's history because he he won that year.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, and only I,
1: if they would have sold him at that uh, at that point, right? Yeah, I can't say oh Davy, I can't say Weigel. Uh,
2: no, hands down. But no, I I, can, I think that he struggled for the most part. But here's
0: here's the thing that we're all look at looking at the list of all these players. All these players are attacking players with the exception of Weigel.
2: But was, was so, you're going to score on a finisher, bro. You're going mean, to waste money on a finisher. On a guy that makes not a on difference. a right back, right? <laughs> I mean, not for nothing, but to spend for a Benfica. Criticize him all you want, rightfully so. But to spend this type of cake on a right back, I mean, for Benfica at least, on a right back, yeah. I mean, that's saying a lot.
0: Didn't, uh, what's his name, uh, Paul Fonseca go to everything uh, at Chelsea for numbers around these
1: like yeah, 15 but those, mil but
2: those guys that come off of winning the champions league with <laughs> porto it's totally different yeah. and plus at the time the money was running wild. Yeah. uh Ibrahimovic Ibram- had yeah. so much money uh, to just throw sure. around and stuff all
0: right <sighs> let's let's uh let's let's move on uh champions league uh debut for Benfica after being absent last year from the champions league Benfica uh started their champions league group stage campaign today as we record this with a trip to uh, Kiev in the Ukraine to play Dinamo. Uh, I'll give you the lineup. Vlako was in goal. Otamendi, Vertonghen, and Muratu. Uh Again, Verissimo after playing this, this past weekend, getting the rest. Gilberto it was
1: uh, suspended. Oh, that,
0: that's right. I'm sorry. Do oh, you think he would have played? had he not course. been suspended? I'm sorry. Yeah, he was suspended. You're right.
2: Well, I mean, maybe, of course. I'm Gilberto
0: guessing. Gilberto and Grimaldo as the wingbacks. Weigel, João Mario, Rafa, Everton, Yaramchuk. Cristiano, if, if you're JJ, is this the the starting eleven that you start with?
2: Me? Yeah. I mean, I. Uh, I mean, I guess. I if mean, you're, I, I'm, if, ch- this Are you, are Ricciano, you
0: looking I at? Are you Ricciano. looking at this and thinking this is the strongest lineup that I could field?
2: With look, considering Verris Musa, I guess Morato is your number four guy, so that's he, he's in there. Um, I guess. <laughs> My to Your favorite so far early on in the season, Gilberto. And then plus after has <laughs> posted that picture, that guy should be the starter hands down, no doubt about it. But maybe today I might have left him out. Uh, I'm not sure he's my best option. In favor forward. of who? Lazaro. You spent seven and a half million on but this you, guy. You suppo- think
0: that Lazaro has, has been with the team long enough to understand what it's needed?
2: What's there to understand? Run up and down the wing and, and make a run. Right. It's not defend that. It's not that simple, dude. Bro, defend and attack. That's it. When the opposition got the ball, track back. When you got the ball, make the runs and keep it wide. That's it.
1: Keep Boy, it, it moving.
2: Keep it moving. Cross the ball. Look out. Look out for your arm trip. But uh, yeah, I think. And look, I, uh, Everton, based on the way he's played lately, I, I guess you could say it was a surprise. Um,
0: now who'd you who would you have played in in that spot?
2: I I probably would have played Darwin. Yeah. Do you think, I probably, like, I, like I mentioned to you before, I, I, I think Benfica is going to have to find a spot for Darwin. And with the Yarmchuk being the, because look, say what you want about Darwin. Could he possibly, you know, affect the game a little bit more than a Yarmchuk because of his physicality? The fact that he comes back, gets the ball behind the midfield, makes those tremendous runs, gets into the box, and all of a sudden it's like, he's, it's like a Rafa all over again. He forgets what to do, forgets that he's playing soccer. But at least he, 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 he you know, has different characteristics, right, Then, as we mentioned before, the other, the other strikers, so many strikers on the team. So I think you're going to have to find a spot for him. And on that left side, I think it makes all the sense. He cuts in, right foot, blah, 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 blah. So I I think I'll grow with that based on the way that Everton has played. And Everton last year, to finish off the season, what was it, Dave? four or five games? I don't want to say he was fantastic, but it, it, things were looking up for him. He He's finished pro- he the, was the season best on a high. He finished the season on a high. Yeah, he's and one he, of our best players. And then you thought, stretch. okay, look, he adapted. It took him took him a little bit longer to adapt, and now, all right, he was going to spend a couple more months in Portugal. You know, the COVID situation was was being lifted a little bit, right? All, all the restrictions, the guy is going to get a little bit more comfortable. Oh man, next season's going to be fantastic for him. He's going to start off on a high, and it just it just he's returned back to the to the to, to the Everton that um, initially showed up, and I'm 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 shocked. I mean. You want to tell me, for example, Darwin has struggled. I can't really tell you I'm surprised. I mean, you're talking about it came from second division, you know, an unknown. But when you look at a Everton, the guy that was demolishing the Brazilian, a guy that was playing at a, at a very high level in the Libertadores, a guy that was starting for the Brazil, ladies and gentlemen, the Brazilian, Brazil, cara, the Brazilian national team being the lead Brazil's leading goal scorer in the Copa America. You expect that guy to come in and fit like a glove and just take off sprinting and you know just leaving everybody in the dust and spending 12 months in at Benfica and, and being out and it just it hasn't been that.
0: Yeah, Dave, no doubt that uh that the patience has been uh running out on 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 everything, but do you think that JJ is win for that just that one really good game and hope that he could build out on
1: i think it's not just jj but everybody in the uh in the club because that price tag that we were just keep repeating our, ourselves over right if they made that huge investment on him, they they want to make their their money back plus plus more they don't want to take a, a loss on uh on everton so i think everybody is is hoping for for everton to to click uh back in uh, i just looked up at, at his uh stats to end the year off uh, there cristiano finished uh five out of the last uh eight games with either a goal or, or an assist contributing uh to uh to the team uh last year there but so far uh so far it's not uh it's not taken for for everton uh this early in the season
0: yeah now look I am one of the people of the opinion that perhaps some some bench time would do him well uh maybe even some time off because after all he had, a very short time uh vacationing um he did the, the the Copa America and then he was right back in in uh in Portugal so maybe he deserves um a little bit of time off just to clear his head just to clear his mind i don't i don't know man but it's just something that uh, right now the sentiment am- amongst benfica the benfica fan base is that everton is a dud
2: I don't want to do this, but do you guys think that due to JJ's approach, JJ's demand of excellence of he wants his players to give it their all 100 percent of the time? Do you think that that maybe is playing a role in Everton's mind? Do you think in that, terms of that what is, that is? Yusincia?
0: In terms of what? that now all of a sudden it's kind of, it falls outside of what he's no, his typical game because style.
2: JJ is expecting so much from the guy and demanding the guy to be perfect and follow his instructions and track back and play like this and get him. Maybe it's, he's out of his comfort zone. Maybe, okay. maybe he's not himself. Should JJ. But he's had now
0: two years with JJ, so he should know what to expect. But
2: maybe should, but that's fine. But JJ knowing, because as you guys recall, He bragged about this guy, even before coming to Benfica when he's at Flamengo. So much so, Benfica signed Pedrinho. They asked him about (laughs) a play. Like, oh, Everton, you know, this guy, I want to sign this guy. And so maybe due to the high level that JJ was accustomed from seeing out of Everton, right? And as I mentioned to you guys before, this is a guy that came from the Brazilian national team. This is a guy that should come in and leave everybody in their dust and come in and click and play well and just tear the whole league up. And JJ keeps expecting that player rather than saying, you know what, Everton? Gotta vai. And Joga. Futebol. Do what you gotta do. Just, you know, play, have fun. As opposed to detailed instructions. Because I tell you, I and again, I, I never played a Benfica, unfortunately. Uh, because we'd have a lot more titles. But uh <laughs> uh I, I know when I played with like those specific D track back, get behind the ball, especially when the whole Mourinho shit came out with the notes. And now every coach and their mother swore they were coaches and they were Mourinho and they were coming in, you know, making some notes and track back all eleven men behind the ball. And like I'm like, yo, it, it, I, I I think I told the story on the podcast. I went through the season where like I had no goal and the coaches yelling at me like, bah, 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 you got to score. And I said, bro, I can't do both. You either want me to score, or you want me to track back. I can't do both. And maybe that's playing. In Everton's head. Because Everton maybe just needs to be thrown out there. You just got to. Do what you got to do. As opposed to. Every time you got. Because Grimaldo's going to overlap. And you got to track back. And you got to. You know what I'm saying? Maybe there's just too much bull crap. In his head. Because JJ's expecting him to be the same old Everton. And again. And I'm not saying JJ's wrong. Because when you know somebody has the potential. Has the talent. You're always going to demand more out of those guys. Than a Gilberto. Right. So JJ is not wrong, but at the same, you know, at, at the same token, JJ, maybe should read the situation a little bit yeah. and just say, look, man, maybe I'm I'm asking too much out of you. And as you mentioned, and as you mentioned, he needs some bench time, but he hasn't started the last couple of games today. He started. He hasn't really been that guy. But maybe JJ just needs to pull it back a little bit and say, look, just go play football what you do best yeah
0: that look that, I think that's it's it's I don't think it's within JJ's style to cater to a player that will that will affect the team that much to just one player there's 11 players but he's catering now to one player I think that's not his style but there's a couple couple comments here Mark Lopes. He says uh, the difference is no one plays D in Brazil. Yeah, and it's But we're not talking true. about Brazil.
2: We're talking about right. Libertadores. We're talking about the Brazilian but national even team. even so
0: South America is the, But Libertadores not very is physical. Physical, not defensive. Okay. I mean um, if I mean
2: physical Partidas perna.
0: <laughs> and uh and there's Nike D uh is saying he <laughs> needs some competition and and that could be it too. Um if competition he, he's been benched. Uh, well, he's been benched, but if you he has the a player guy, player we
2: don't talk about What's his name. The guy he came in something for him R- today. Redondo? Redondo or something. It, it, too bad he doesn't play like the old Redondo at Madrid, but that's. that's
0: so. But but that could that could be it too. If he knows that he has a guy that it says this guy is gonna sit my ass on a bench not just he's not only getting benched because he needs a bit of rest but because now he has this guy that's much better than him Then it's playing better. not much better but that's playing better and deserves the, the the shot right so now all of a sudden it's like okay well what changes in your mind now i got i have to compete i have to apply myself better i have to try to do better and we don't know if it's a mental thing or if it's just Tiredness, or or if it's just something as Cristiano mentioned, out of his comfort zone, we don't know. The fact of the matter is that we paid a lot of money for him, and we had a lot of expectations coming from him. And so far, he's he's fallen very short of the expectations that 100%, we've had.
2: But I disagree with what you said before. You can't cater to one player. You have you know twenty five players on a right, and I, I totally disagree because you've run the risk of losing the player completely. So you you look everybody's different. And I've always said the best coaches in the world are the guys that adapt to every player. Not you get guys that have success, but look at a Mourinho. He has success with his system and his system has been out the window the last what 10 years. You have to at times switch things around and I get it. You have to be demanding. You have to be, you know, on top of players and the man that they do what they got to do, but you need to read the situation. So you either lose this player completely. You're not getting, look, one thing's for sure. In a year and a month that he's been at Benfica, he hasn't been anywhere, with the exception of five games, he hasn't been anywhere near the player anyone expected. So, look, man, this ain't working. We need to change things around. And you don't have to massage his ego. You don't have to treat him differently than his teammates, but you have to maybe change the the restrictions on his game, the specific instructions that you, because every player on the field needs. The, no, it, I get I'm, that. I'm pretty sure JJ's telling different guys what to do. I get that. So, I think you have to manage every situation differently. Right now, one thing's for sure. The way things have gone for Darwin and for Everton, the two most expensive acquisitions last year, they have not gone well. So you know what, man? Look, maybe I have to change my game plan here. And I think JJ needs to read that situation because one thing's for sure. The guy that we have running out there now, he's not going to change results for you. If anything, he's hurting you more than he's helping you. Yeah. So, hey, why not change it around?
0: I uh, needs some bench time. I needs some bench time. I, I think it's it's time. It's time. I, 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 I do I completely understand what you're saying um, that you need to look at a player and say, okay, how, how much, what do I have to do to bring out the happiness in this player where Absolutely. he can feel happy and he could play naturally. I, I get uh-huh. all of that. I get all of that, but you know, they're big boys.
2: Bro, again, they're big boys, but when when you as a coach, you get paid for two things, to win games, right? And you, you're you there to manage players, manage egos, manage player. and you have a player that has not had success. It falls at the end of the day. It falls on the coach to do everything they can in their power to make sure that they get the very best out of that position. I get that it. Player. And if it means – play switching them from his customary left side where he's more comfortable to the right side. You need to try some, as opposed to just keep doing the same thing. What's, what's the, the definition of insanity? Again? Banging your head against the wall and expecting a different results, whatever, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. That's insanity. And JJ needs to realize that whatever I'm doing with this player is not working. So maybe I got to put him on the right side. Maybe how many times you saw where you had Di Maria on one side or no, I'm sorry, Salvio. And you had uh, with Gaetan. And a lot of times you've seen the two of them swap. Gaitan will wind up on the right. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, just the opposition, their characteristics, they matched up with you well. And maybe, you know, um, uh, Gaetan, right, was like, yo, maybe I could take that. You know, it, it's all about the confidence in the game at that moment. And J.J. needs to do everything he can to flip things around and make no, it I work. understand That's what he's getting paid for all
0: right let's uh let, we're, we're going off on these tangents let's uh let's rein it back and, and talk about this this Kiev game so uh Benfica uh, I, I, I I could say that Benfica dominated most of the game right they were in control of the game they didn't create as many chances that they should have um and then at the end they suffered a little bit um but here's the thing do you think that this this some of these players were scared of the Champions League or they were what's the word that I'm looking for
1: Hesitant um, Hesitant yeah Not
0: hesitant but they were uh, doubting themselves doubting themselves um second guessing questioning Não pá oh, Tava impressionados estavam impressionados they were they were uh, what's the word? They weren't impressed. The this is why I shouldn't drink when I do the podcast. I forget shit. It's all right. Um no, they were just uh scared. Anxious. Scared. I was scared with anxious.
2: Well, cuz you get anxious when I get anxious I get scared. Now, here's the thing. Intimidated. H- here's the
0: intimidated
2: thing.
0: Intimidated by Champions League I'm once sure. they heard that anthem, do you think they were intimidated? I mean, you got a few guys that were um they were playing in the Champions League for the first time in their life.
2: I I, I tell you this much. And Dave, has he starting off right I many. he said, so let's let's reel this back in, let's talk about this game. And I'm sitting and I'm questioning in my head, like, do, do I go positive or I, and one of the things I I actually wrestled with in my brain was, do I mention this? Do I want to go off on a tangent? As you mentioned before. But could the, and my question was exactly that. And my head was, Is this really creeped into the players' mind, the doubt? In the Champions League, because you see this team playing again. This wasn't Bayern Munich. If this was Bayern Munich, I think we'd all be ecstatic with the result. But this is the weaker opponent in the group. Maybe Barcelona is at the end of the day, but at least on paper. Dinamo is the one accessible game that Benfica had. And I get it was on the road, but Benfica had an obligation on paper at least to win this game. And we go out there and we look like a deer in the headlights. And we look, we dominated the game to a certain extent, but I think this was a totally opposite game, the reverse from what we saw in Santa Clara on uh, on the weekend. That first half, Santa Clara was the team that controlled most of the game, had the better chances, and Benfica had the one chance, and they scored it. In this game, Benfica, I don't want to say they created, but at the same time, they did enough to warn a goal, to get a goal. Yeah. And they just... I agree. No forum eficaz. They weren't... What's the word I said before, uh, Dave? Like, I'm with you efficient. now. Efficient. Efficient. They weren't efficient in this one game because I think they did enough to come away with this game. I, th- I thought so,
0: too. Points. But I think that maybe because this the level of the situation, the importance of the situation, the importance of you're playing the weakest team in a group and you're obligated to come out with the three points do you think that that way too much in the players minds to the point that there was way too much pressure for them because as benfica as benfica and as a team with the history that benfica has you go to kiev especially having the track record that you've had against against kiev throughout the european competition you got to go in there and you got to go sp- you got to take it to them you got to go spank some some ass
2: Totally agree. I mean, what else can I was
1: gonna say? And uh, the, they definitely, I don't think it was, uh, uh, they were intimidated because you did, like Cristiano said, you did see that in the first half. They they brought the game to Kiev. Where I think the 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 game changed was when JJ made the substitutions in the 60th minute. After that, I think it was a completely different team. We were going up, but there was no real uh, chances being created. We might have controlled possession, but no real uh, quality goal chances were being created after the uh, after Yaramchuk uh, came out, and I know he brought in um, Radondich and, and Le- uh, Le- Lazaru as well. But I felt like the team was very disconnected after that that uh, initial substitution in the 60th, yeah. game. And, and we didn't really pose any threat after that substitution was yeah. made
0: and, and Dave, you bring up a great point in terms of comparing the, the two games, right? Um and the difference here is that uh Kiev played with a low block just like Santa Clara they 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 played they gave the ball to Benfica but the thing is now you got a team that's more a lot more competent defending than a Santa Clara.
2: And not just that it, it, I, I think they came out and played on a counter and it just seemed that the very every time they there wasn't many but when they got the ball and and, and they came the other way. And they got into our defensive third. It's as if everything the the panic button was set off. And you saw you know, Vlacodemo's kicking the ball up. And he just saw Otamendi. It's like they pressured up top. They were content to sit back. But at the same time, they were applying enough pressure that caused Benfica a a ton of trouble in the back. And things could have gotten really ugly there. And Vlaco had to save us early on. And it just how do I put this, man? Because this is a game that I think many of us would have been happy with uh, in other instances, because this is exactly what you want to see. You want to see Benfica come into a game and own the ball and own the game and control the situation and control the tempo. And we got that. But at the same time, it was a disappointing result because we should have gotten on the scoreboard in the opposition. I think they had the better They had fewer, but they had the better scoring chance. Yes. Especially that,
0: in the final minute. And so
2: there's, there's, there's that, there's that side of, oh, yeah, look, we're controlling the game. This is what we want. But then it's like, wait a minute. These guys already have the ball, but they almost – you know what I mean? It's just so – it left you very discontent with yeah. the whole situation. But it was a tie that you took as a as a loss. It's
0: Yeah, I could, I would definitely think of this as a loss. You're playing against the worst team in the group on paper. Obviously, you have the obligation to come out with the, with the three points, whether you're playing home or away. Uh, but Davey, he makes a great point. Uh, and it's something that we've said here on the podcast is that we lack that Champions League culture that we see Porto having every year. Porto goes into these games and they're not scared of anyone.
2: Yeah, but Alfredo, we talk, you, you're talking about Champions League. How many times the three of us talked down here on the podcast when Fico was going to the dragon? When, when Porto's coming to the lose, that, that attitude of coming into yeah, the house. They, they carry the around. same attitude what, into Champions that, League. But that's my point. It's not just in the Champions League it's that they have that mentality it's that DNA. all day long regardless of of where or who they're playing against
0: right well, and look and, and thank god we weren't playing uh with 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 the rotation sc- squad and, and the subs that we have seen in the past with Laj and Rui Vittorio in the Champions League, thank God for that at least. Uh, and the other thing is that we'll at least finish with m- the Champions League with more p- the group stages with more points than that one year that we finished with zero points under Rui Vittorio. Uh But but I can't help to think sure. I can't help to think how how big of a a chance we we missed here, especially with Bayern uh, beating Barcelona. Um, in in uh, in Catalonia, uh, and we could have been right up there with Bayern with three points. It I should mean, have. It's, it was a normal thing
2: for looking me. at it glass half full. Hey Dave, how many times can we say we're higher in the standings than a Barcelona? <laughs> here we are. We got one point, baby. Barcelona zero. Right. That's positive. Right.
0: No, no it's positive. I mean, it's it's a way to look <laughs> at it. It's a positive. But w- for, for me, you you come out of it. Yeah. Well, I
2: think I think we all expect it should have won. You should have won, won this game. I think had we had we started off the group stage against Barcelona and Bayern Munich and we came away with a nil nil result on the road. I think we'd all be ecstatic But due to the fact of who the opponent was. Um, With all the changes, with all the new players brought in and all the money spent, we've been waiting realistically two off seasons for this because last year was such a disappointment after spending 100 mil. And now here you are uh, spending some more money uh, playing in your first Champions League game after having a terrific call it what you want, a terrific qualification throughout the UCL uh, playoff run, whatever it was, you know, going undefeated in that. And now you're playing the most easiest game on paper you're definitely expecting to come away with the victory. You've won every single game with the exception of the one draw against PSV. You've scored goals in every single game with the exception of that one game. Right. And it's just, you know, things have been hitting on all cylinders. And here you are, at least as a fan, you think, and all right, maybe we're going to finally get a victory in the Champions League, which last time we won in the Champions League was against Astana uh, to lead off the group stage because our our record has been atrocious. Right, Dave. I mean, you have the stats in front of you. Uh, give us the record in the group stage, at least to start to start off the the campaign.
1: Yeah, to start <laughs> off the, the well, the last three have all been losses: uh, Leipzig, Bayern Munich, and CSKA. But like you said, uh, the first game out of the last seven appearances that Benfica's uh, won their opening group uh, stage uh, match, and that came all the way back in 2015, 2016. So um yeah hey, it wasn't it wasn't a loss but it wasn't a, a victory either right it, it depends on which uh positive, which cristiano you want to be if you want to be the positive cristiano it's it's a draw and it's not a it's not a loss right so
0: yeah nelson uh nelson is asking if uh do we think that we missed Verissimo um yeah and i'll tell you why uh because Otamendi is probably better suited to to doubling up guys to 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 get to that space where he feels there may be a gap once Verissimo Vertongan comes out. Um, I think that Otamendi was playing out of his typical position. Uh, today, which is more in the center. Vertonghen was playing in the center. And I think that once he has Verissim, not only for Verissim's speed, but also when you're playing almost like a sweep in a sweeper role, it's much easier to defend, to double up a guy than it is if you're the first one uh, on the ball, especially if you're not a fast guy. So, in, in that aspect, I thought that uh, Benfica missed Verissim in the back line.
2: I don't think we missed him at all because I don't think the reason. The reason why we didn't win this game had nothing to do with the defensive side of the ball is the fact that we couldn't get the ball in the back of the net. So I'm pretty sure when you sub in a Morato for, you know, a guy like Verissimo, who today, look, maybe Morato gets to that level. But today, Verissimo is obviously a much better player. But again, defensively, Benfica did well enough. They they were able to keep the opposition blank. So therefore, I don't say I think the difference today was the fact that we could not finish. So unless you're telling me Verissimo goes in and he scored, didn't he just score a couple (laughs) weeks ago? Yeah. Uh, unless you tell me he's going to make a difference uh, uh, up front, and you know, putting the ball in the back of the net in a corner or whatever it was, but I, I think today Benfica that 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 efficiency uh, wasn't there. They created enough chances. It wasn't any clear cut, with the exception of that one from um uh, but that the, with the fumble in the middle, Yarmchuk and and you know, yeah. and straight at the goalie's knees or whatever. And look, the goalie did well enough to get on that, but they created enough. It should have been enough to get at least well, you, get a one. You, you used up all your
0: efficiency against Santa Clara and now there was none.
2: Damn draining system. Oh, <laughs> no, my bad. Wrong gear. Sorry. Dave,
0: what else? Uh, so, look, uh, it wasn't as bad. It could have been worse, right? So, one point, but I, I thought that this these two games against um, against Kiev are the two games that are going to put you in a position whether you're fighting uh, for second or, or not. Um, but you know, it's unfortunate, but maybe we'll make up those those points somewhere. But I hope that at the end of the group stages, we're not looking at this game and said, if we had won that game, we would have been in a better position.
2: You know, we will, because that's what we yeah. figure does. I mean, it's never easy. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, whatever, what other stats
0: uh, did we miss on this? Um, on this uh, game so we can move on to Boavista.
1: Yeah, just uh piggybacking on our uh, defensive uh talk here. Benfica's only conceded three goals through their first uh 10 games of the season, which has been their best defensive record to open up a season since 1999 uh, 2000. Uh Benfica ultimately controlled the match but couldn't get their gold. We had the shots in our favor 12 to 8. Both teams had uh four shots on target and uh, benfica benfica finished with 68 percent possession but uh again no goal uh and we uh only get the one point
2: point. and i think we need to uh give a shout out to a guy who i like to to get on a lot but vlacodimos i think today was the difference in the game as i said before benfica created enough chances but by far they had the better chances so credit to vlacodimos for um you know uh making up for the one mistake he, you know he did at Santa Clara he had another hiccup in this game that i thought a, a ball into the box that he he could have came out and he didn't but nonetheless i thought he still played well and he was the difference why Benfica uh, didn't turn this from an ugly day into a disastrous day so right, i
1: would still like to see him better with his feet too though oh, like, he, sure. like he, he was very panicky uh, as soon as the ball came to his feet he was just clearing it without trying to look for a a man but that's always going to be his downfall. Yeah.
0: All right. Now, turning our attention to domestic competition, Bifico will play Boavista Vista when Monday? Is it Monday, Dave, that Bifico will play uh, Boavista. Vista?
1: Let's take a I look I think it yeah.
0: might be Monday, if I'm not mistaken.
1: What, they the 20th. 20th. The 20th is when, Chris? Which is Monday.
0: It's Monday. Why? It doesn't make sense. Why? It makes no you sense. You could be playing Saturday because you have played Tuesday.
2: But it just makes. Do but do you, oh, but do you play either. Champions League next week? No, no, no. 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 Well, maybe that's why. The game. but still, why, why? I just it doesn't. They play Wednesday. They should play at least Sunday. I mean Tuesday. They should play Sunday. Why Monday?
0: You, you could even play Saturday.
2: I know they could, but I'm just I'm giving them an extra day, Sunday. Why Monday?
0: Right. Yeah. So what's uh, what's Bovista been up to the,
2: these days, hey, Don't talk to me about Bovista, bro. Why not? Brings you bad memories? Because last year,
1: we started off on a high <laughs> yeah, as well, yeah, and then all of a sudden... Yeah, it, yeah let, me tie, right down to earth. let me tie that in. Let me tie that into everything. this, uh, Chris, here. But uh, right now, Boavista are in uh, fifth position with uh eight points for their first five games, two wins, two draws, one defeat. Both victories coming uh, against Pashru's, uh Ferreira, and uh Santa Clara. Uh Historically, 74 wins, 32 draws, 20 losses. The last 10... Uh, meeting six wins, two draws, two losses. Uh, and here's the stat Chris wants uh last season Boavista hand- handed Benfica their first league loss, uh three nothing defeat at the Besa. Uh, and that fixture also occurred uh during the sixth week of uh league competition Fine. and this uh this week <laughs> it's the sixth week. So But here we go. But as much as I didn't want to hear these numbers on them, you gave me a little bit of confidence
2: because if I'm if Again, unless my memory, which is shot at half the time, but unless my memory is, is escaping me here, going into that game, They didn't have any victories right last year. I think they had like zero points or whatever. That
1: that was their only victory, I think, up until Christmas
2: or New Year's. So now the fact that they got two out of the way already, all right, so they're good. They're good. They're good for the rest of the first half. So maybe Benfica, uh, they spare Benfica this one. Yeah, I'm
0: always always a little bit hesitant coming off uh, European competition, but it doesn't even feel like that if you're playing Monday. I mean, it's almost a week later that you're playing.
2: makes no sense. I mean, I thank you, right? (laughs) You know, these guys. Yeah, need but when break, you need the league to give you bricks, they won't give you bricks. But now they'll give you this much of a. Which makes no sense. Break. And then on a Monday, why the hell would you play Benfica on a Monday when the whole country is going to watch? So, so let's when, put it on a work day. Ladies Porto and again, does anybody playing? work on Mondays in
1: Portugal? I, I'm bringing it up uh, here. Because
0: Sporting played the Champions League tomorrow. They
1: play on the yes. Sunday. They play on Sunday. So that is
0: so ass backwards. So, Sporting and Porto play on tomorrow, Wednesday, as we record. They this. played
1: after
2: Benfica on Saturday, <laughs> right? And then they played the a day after Benfica in the Champions League, and then they played the a day before. But yeah, I mean, this is typically this Portuguese. Is great, this man. is right on cue. This is right with. Yeah, nothing know.
0: surprises me about this league anymore and the scheduling.
2: What time's the game, Dave? <laughs> 9.30 at night. Is it? Don't
1: tell me. Stop no, it's I at thought- seven o'clock. Seven o'clock, Portugal time. On Monday is Monday a yeah. holiday in Portugal. Bo.
0: That's really early for for a, a weekday game.
1: Because then Braga plays right after at, uh, at nine. Way- oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. O'clock. So there's Jesus. a double fixture on the Monday I thought,
2: night. Why would you play a nine 8, a nine at nine p.m. game on a, on a Monday night? <laughs> Who does Braga play?
1: Tondela. It's, but it's Braga three is, hours is Braga
0: playing, uh, U, uh, Europa League, yes, Thursday. yeah, yeah. But well, yeah. so that makes so that sense makes, that, that they're, that they're makes
1: playing sense. Monday, Braga, yeah.
2: Holy cow,
1: maybe the league
2: got it confused because Benfica, from what we read. <laughs> JJ tried to delay the game against Santa Clara and they said, Look, we can't do <laughs> this <laughs> week, but we can do it next week. Maybe that we got you. Maybe they got the memo. Got got maybe the facts came in late and they still approved it, even though they figured out already. Played, maybe what do you guys think? I,
0: I think it's a possibility. Nothing surprises me with this league, man. Unreal, man.
2: Hey, man, look, it, it, I, I guess uh, Verissimo gets another day of rest. And Otamendi and all these guys that showed up right on top of the hour. But it makes sense. Let's, let's, the federation, let's fit three games into seven days. Then Let's play games the same day that players return. And let's have all this crazy, you know, schedule that, that players don't get like 24 hours off in between games. Da, 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 da. And then, like, oh yeah, maybe he can play Tuesday. Yeah, no. Just yep. It just, uh, uh, as um, Davey says, Portuguese League got its finest, baby. For sure. <laughs> That's right. For sure. That's right. <laughs> Um, what else we got? I think that's pretty much it, Chris. Nelson Carvalho says, maybe they thought we were in Europa League. You're probably right, Dave. <laughs> the way they played today, Benfica might have thought they were in Europa League as well.
0: Yeah. Even by Europa League standards, that was a pretty pretty shitty game by Benfica. I don't it's... know. And, and look, I don't want to be that guy that complains about everything, but I just thought that these games against Kiev, they're, they're must-wins. They're must-wins, man. So I'm a little <laughs> bit hung up on it, and we were fortunate that VAR called that goal back because I think that there was a lot of us already with uh, with our head and and uh, our hands just uh, you know cursing th- cursing the god, the soccer gods, because we dominated for most of the game or we were in control for most of the game, and then we allowed that uh, goal at the end of the in, in extended time, I think, right at a time.
2: I don't know. I was already thinking of pulling a sore throat for tonight. <laughs> I don't know, man. It was just, I'm back, and all of a sudden we get a lot. I mean, come on. I was gonna quit. Dave, you're gonna be the main. I was guy, already. You know? I was
1: already texting uh, in the group. I can't. I couldn't believe what uh, what we saw there. But luckily. Var was on our side. I, I still don't know how how they called it back. I guess it was it wasn't the guy that scored. It was the guy that made the pass. Was off. Nah, was for that. what I'm sold, it was the guy that yeah, the guy that the made guy the that
0: passed to the guy that made the assist.
2: Jesus okay. Christ! So they brought it back like they
0: brought it back like two minutes. Just,
1: just like when Benfica scores in the Portuguese league, they they rewind the tape uh, two two minutes beforehand, right, to make sure everything is okay. So it yeah. goes our way this uh, time. It's that's about time. the way it's supposed to be. Yeah,
2: right. It's about time we get a call our way.
1: It's a. It's
0: look. My only concern is that for as fortunate as we have been
2: early this season, it's gonna run out. It's <laughs> gonna even out. Is that what you're saying? But those are safe for
1: games against Porto. Yeah, but look at last season. <laughs> it's, it's it's a balancing act. Last season, everything wasn't going our way. It's no time pen, some... no
0: penalty kicks for for third thirty <laughs> Jornadas. and yeah. then we finally got one. Uh, but yeah, my my thing is that all this this good juju, this good mojo may sooner or later finish up
1: <laughs> Look, don't, don't say, put that out there in the atmosphere just <laughs> leave that to yourself just leave it to yourself all i can <laughs> say on the internet
2: sounds forever is i'm glad to be back here on a podcast i'm glad to be doing we're, this with we're you glad you're again. back I'm glad all you guys in the in the chat. We got to give these guys a name, like our boys over at the Benfica FM do with the thoughts. What are we going to call these guys? We got. We need to come up with something. For those of you listening, give us suggestions. Benfica podcast at uh, Twitters. Twitters. Uh, check it out. Give us, what should we call? The guys from FM are good at this. Nuno. Daí, daí um palpite. Daí suggestion. Como suggestion? No, if they, they call them thoughts, we they can call them tuts. totes. Totes. Totes the American something. name Some Some you carry around
0: your, 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 your arm, I don't know yeah, uh, Orest Kiev is a very defensive team because they have good defenders but crappy strikers there will be more space against Barcelona and they are rattled 4-4-2 against Barcelona. Yeah, there will be a ton of space because all our
2: defenders will be in the back of the net picking a ball the other, so thing,
0: is, the other thing is JJ was saying that there's only two teams that have won in Kiev through in the past five or six years, which was uh, Barcelona and Juventus, if I'm not mistaken. So it's not easy to win in Kiev because of exactly what Orest was saying.
2: Yeah, but did Barcelona and Juventus have the VAR on their side?
0: <laughs> the, yeah. I don't know.
2: Well, we didn't win either. We would have lost. So we got a draw.
0: Yeah. That's good. The gods, the the VAR. I wonder where Baquero feels about this because he's so against VAR. I wonder it's, how he feels about it's this a point.
2: one. I think he's happy uh, at least. Look, <laughs> I mean, we, the very least, right? You, uh, good for
0: the gander, good for the
2: goose, right? Yeah, you get a point goes? out of it. I mean, you know, it can't be any worse than we were a couple years ago. So,
0: all right, everybody, thanks for 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 keeping us company and and being active in the chat and and asking us questions. Next week we'll be back. We will break down um, the Vista game and we'll look ahead to uh what else is up.
1: Guimarães after that. Guimarães and, and Barcelona, Barcelona
0: are up Jesus. after that. Is it? Yeah.
2: No, don't we play Barcelona in like 3 weeks? No, we well, play it's Mar- it's a week and a half
1: before we play uh Yeah, Bovino. but we play oh, na- okay. we play them next.
0: <laughs> okay, we play them next. Okay, okay, okay. Thanks again everybody. Have a good night. Uh stay well, stay safe and forza
2: Benfica. Até próxima.